members of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Today, we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. The phone number is 888-825-5225. You jump in and we'll talk. James is in Chicago. Hi, James. How are you? Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Better than I deserve. How can we help? I love that. That's a great line. Better than I deserve. Um, so I, I'll be honest, uh, probably two and a half years ago, I'd never heard your name. And, uh, and then I just watched some videos uh, about you talking directly to Americans. And I'm like, wow, that guy seems to, <laughs> uh, to get it. And um, I'm not, uh, I, I only listen to you when, when I'm in my car, when I'm driving. But uh, I, I just want to ask you a couple questions specifically about term life insurance. Okay. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think that you and I believe that, that term life insurance is is uh, a much far better option than, than permanent or whole insurance. Um, and that being said, um, uh, the, the world of term life insurance has, has changed a lot in the past uh, several years. Uh, we now have platforms you can go on and, and ostensibly get approved for life insurance in, in 30, 40 minutes, maybe, you know, uh, 24 hours or 40 hours, no medical exams, no blood. Um, and, uh, and, and then of course you can get a fully underwritten policy and, and the consumer, uh, the consumer, you know, I, I believe needs to, to, to be able to ask uh, and answer questions about what's important to them. If they don't care about uh, the getting a policy and doing paperwork in 90 days, then, then that's fine. But if they need insurance for whatever reason, today or tomorrow, then these, these, these kind of instant decision, instant approval, policy today, sign today, uh, um, options are better. Uh, I guess my question, Dave, uh, and again, I would say you've forgotten more about term life insurance than I know. Um, but, but, uh, my sense is that, um, that, that, that maybe the, 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 the policies are, are different. You go to the exact same company, the exact same carrier and, 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 and get a instant decision or simplified issue, 48 days, 40 minutes, whatever. And it, it's really like uh, a premium question. How much are you willing to pay right. so that you don't have to have the doctor come in? You don't have to have the nurse practitioner come in and, right. and, and you might be willing to pay more. And last thing I'll let you talk is I, my, my sense of, of it is that, um, cause I've got four children and that, that these Gen Z's and millennials, uh, don't want to, you know, deal with paperwork and brokers and, and, and going into a broker's office as, as you probably remember when you were, when I think we're probably the similar age, um, and doing everything online is of high value to, to Gen Z and millennials. And they're, they may be willing to pay more, um, and not have to go through all that rigmarole. I'm very curious as to what your thoughts are. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you're you're exactly right. The market is moving that way, um, and and the reason that 
the uh, no medical and no underwriting policies are higher in most cases, they almost always are, is because uh, obviously the life insurance company is taking more risk because they're going to get some sick people in the pile. And uh, so they're, they're gonna, their risk is higher. So they're, they're going to charge more premiums for that. That's what it amounts to. Um, and you're right. But, and, and here's the problem. The, insurance, the life insurance industry is still very antiquated in general. And uh, they, the, their ability to gather data from multiple sources on you medically and, you know, make a quick decision with actual real medical data. I mean, you may have had blood work in the last little while doing your, you know, doing your annual physical, but they won't use that. They got to send out their own little guy Uh, and their ability to think outside of that and just pull it all together and make a quick decision with actual data and a low premium is probably not too far in the future. Because the ability to pull data with your permission on you from several sources without you having to uh, have a medical exam, a physical medical exam to get life insurance, and their ability to underwrite the thing without going through the laborious manual tasks that they do is in the not-too-distant future. And we know that because the companies, because as you said, the, uh, the generation that has grown up with a magic wand in their hand called a cell phone that when you push a button stuff happens does not like when you push a button and things don't happen and it takes a while it takes 90 days and you have to go through an underwriting process and so someone's going to solve for this and uh, and they're going to charge for it but uh, but it's going to be the person who gets a lot of business and so we're in talks with many different life insurance carriers through Xander having a lot of different discussions about these exact things right now because we've seen the writing on the wall for some time on this, and and we're con- trying our best to convince them that the first one of this party is going to really have a good time. Yeah. Um, and so in the meantime, though, you do have the more instant issues, like he's talking about, the people who instantly issue it at a higher premium. Would I do that? No. That's playing short ball. Yeah. That's just being impatient and paying too much. I recently went through this experience to re-up my life insurance through Xander, and it was interesting to play around with the quotes. And I just did it here for fun. And up to about a million dollars of coverage, there are a lot of touchless experience, no medical exam required at very competitive rates. So I will say they've come a long way. And so it's worth going to, to uh, our website and click on Xander and go for yourself and check out the quotes. And some of them are going to be very reasonable with no medical exam if you're in good health. So they have preferred, preferred plus. If you're in one of those tiers, that's when you're going to have a competitive rate. But if you do have health issues... There's and no you, way to and you lie the about them. The yeah. insurance is invalid. Exactly. It's called fraud. So we're not yeah. talking about that. But if you are in good health and you yeah. want to go with this route. So, I mean, if you're doing a new medical and you know you have a medical and your doc knows you have a medical problem and you don't claim it and you go take a preferred rate as if there's nothing wrong with you, that's called fraud. They will not pay on that when you die. So don't screw around with it. You're not going to fool them. Yeah, don't screw around with this. It's not a... It's not a thing you can shyster your way into. Have some integrity, but here. but um, but yeah, James is onto something there. He he's uh, he he know, obviously knows the business and knows the vibe of what's going on. But for today, I would not pay substantially more if we can get you through Xander. If we can get you an instant uh, or a quick, you know, with no medical and you don't have to lie to get it. Don't don't be defrauding somebody. And it's a competitive rate. Then yeah, that's fine. There's no advantage for that, especially when it's a name. 
like Protective or AIG or some you know some yeah, of these I'm looking dogs. at right here. Lincoln, those are all major names. But as a millennial, let me speak. You know, they came to the house, they took the blood. It was no big deal. I, I understand. I'm an Amazon Prime member too. I like convenience, but this wasn't a big deal. So get it done. It's worth it. You heard there, it here first. There it is. There's your testimonial. They came to the house. They took the blood. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. We're so happy you're with us. Thanks for being here. Hey, parents, there's a lot you can't control. You can't control inflation. You can't control the economy. You sure as crap can't control Washington. But you can control how you teach your teens to face life. And the sooner they learn, the better. The best thing you can teach your teen this year is how to handle their money the right way, like how to budget, how to save, how to spend wisely, how to be generous, how to stay out of debt, and foundations in personal finance. Our high school curriculum is in homeschool form as well. It'll give your teens the tools they need to win with money to pay cash for college and stay out of debt. It's not just another homeschool curriculum. It's completely changing how teens think about money, and it can change how your teen thinks too. So this school year, give your teens the money skills they'll need now and for the rest of their lives with foundations in personal finance. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash homeschool. That'll get you there. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and that means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your window blinds for free. If you screw up, they'll fix it for you. That's pretty cool. you got free samples, free shipping, new promos all the time. Window blinds, the best there is. Blinds.com, great company. Use the promo code, the magic word, Ramsey. Today's question comes from Annabelle in Louisiana. She says, I'm from Louisiana, and the one thing I know for sure is that I don't plan to retire here. Other than personal preference, what are the most important financial considerations to look at in potential states to retire in? Any guidance would be greatly appreciated. That's a great question. So That's she's looking about at as southern as you can get. Annabelle from Annabelle. Louisiana. Oh my god, I love that. That's fabulous. Sweet tea. Um What do you think? Well, I'm I think about things like income tax, yeah, of course. Me too. And the other side of that is property taxes. Because those can be very expensive depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. So I would factor those two into my equation, also looking at quality of life. You know, you don't want to just live somewhere because, you know, Alaska may be great. Well, she said, she the, said the most important financial considerations. I assume she's going to, you know, want to live in a nice area as well. Something, if she likes the mountains, she'll be in a mountain range. You know, that kind of thing. Likes the ocean, she'll be near the ocean. Whatever it is that, you know, that, that you want to be around in your retirement years. Um, mm. The first thing that comes to mind is if you hate the place, go ahead and move. Don't wait till retirement to be happy. Okay, that's silly. Um, just make your life somewhere else. Don't spend you know, two thirds of your life somewhere you hate. There, there's so many things. So, there's so many possibilities for me to disagree with something in Tennessee, but I love this state. I have no desire to live anywhere else. I really do. I love so much about it. 
And only part of that is because of the financial reasons. Right, financial, but I mean, I just, it's just beautiful. I mean, there's some, it's a diverse everything. I like it. There's a lot going on here. So, uh, big fan of my state. So, But if I wasn't, I would leave. You know, I hate Chicago, but I'm going to stay in Chicago my whole life. Well, don't do that. I hate Louisiana. Leave. If you love Chicago, stay in Chicago. If you hate it, leave. I mean. Something for I, everyone. Yeah, there's just don't, don't. Don't do that. So that financial considerations, though, Georgia's right. You want to check your tax issues. Um, there are some states that just make it unpleasant to live there by the time they tax your butt off. Uh, but uh, Do you want to name one, Dave? I know what you're thinking. Connecticut. I'm a mind reader. Connecticut. Uh, California. Yeah, I can think of a few. New York. Yeah. People leave New York all the time because of it. So as a matter of fact, we've seen a million people leave New York and migration and california just those two states in the last um in the last 18 months or so during the pandemic so, uh, pandemic adding to the crap so but uh uh our political garbage around the pandemic not even the pandemic it wasn't like the pandemic was worse there just the government was more stupid there and so um anyway there's that that's another consideration is um how the uh, the, the government behaves in, in that state as to whether you want to live there because you're going to have all kinds of um, law and order issues you're going to have in your retirement years you're going to have uh, uh, issues of personal freedoms like medical freedoms and those kinds of things I would consider all of that where I'm going to live too uh, period but retirement for sure yeah stay out of an income tax state there's no reason to be in one there's plenty of states that are don't have an income tax uh, Florida Texas Tennessee are three of the big ones that people have been moving to lately. Um, they also have been, uh, uh, you know, Alabama, Mississippi even. And so uh, lots of these states have benefited uh, from the, uh, the the migration that's occurred. But it's all been tax-based. So look at the income tax. Uh, I'd look at inheritance tax, probate tax, if you're going to die and leave a will during that time. I mean, how, are they gonna, how much are they going to tax the, the size of your estate if you've built up an estate to retire in? Um Sales tax is an issue. It's not as big an issue, but it is uh, a few places it's a little crazy. And uh, the interesting thing is that retirement, you tend to spend less. So that sales tax is not as punitive as income tax. Um, so uh, you do want to look at that. Uh, you do look at cost of living, you know, um, cost of housing. That's a financial consideration. So, uh, you know, the most expensive real estate probably in the United States today is probably still uh, Silicon Valley and Manhattan um, in terms of, the, and it's so very difficult to want to retire in one of those two areas. Very few people would consider that a retirement community. Uh, so, but, but it's cost of real estate that's driving that uh, super, super expensive. Uh, and certainly other areas that are high too and are, are making themselves untenable. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna look at all of that. And um, then, you know, uh, as a ratio against how much you have but i know guys i I know three people before covid before the great migration that are billionaires all three of them and all three of them paid cash for their home multi-million dollar homes and one of them was a lot of money in nashville uh for the taxes that they saved in one year from leaving california wow all three of them left california uh, to not pay income tax there anymore, billionaires, and all three of them paid cash for, you know, ten to thirty million dollar houses, 
and uh, that was the savings in one year from being from moving. And so that's uh, and all of them in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know that kind of thing. So that's that. Those are retirement moves um, that were happening prior to COVID, and uh, two of those three, uh, you would recognize. A lot of people recognize their names if I said them. And uh, one of them bought a very recognizable house, if I said the person's house that they bought. Uh, it would, you know, a country music house, in other words. And so um, that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of thing that you're looking at. And that's the, the economics effects and taxation is uh, sometimes people think that you can tax people. And, you know, we're just going to tax you. No, because they leave. They're not going to be there to get taxed. And the people that leave are the ones that pay the taxes that you thought you were going to get when you passed that law. And so the people that are left are the people that don't pay much taxes. So Shooting it, yourself in the foot. It really doesn't work when in a state situation. Uh, United States, you, you know, you got to decide if you want to leave the United States of America or not. If you don't like that tax, that's different. That's expatriating, right? But to decide to not live in New York or California is a fairly easy decision. Mm. Um I had an email from a mutual friend this morning uh, uh, that was saying, you know, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, Time I understand. Time to migrate. I understand. So, yeah, that's what you're looking for. That's yeah. what's driven this, by the way. It is politics. It is policy. It is a way of looking at things. But there's – when you run a pro forma, if you're a politician and you think, oh, we can just raise taxes on the rich, um, you make the assumption the rich are going to stay. <laughs> and we've seen that with businesses, too. And it doesn't work that way. The businesses pick up and leave. The rich get Which up and leave. the economy. It's the people you thought you were, you know, we're going to tax the rich. They don't stay. They move. <laughs> Elon said, peace out. I'm going to yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of other people did. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly what he said. And I guess, yeah, that's it. So that, that that's what you do when you're retiring. It's the exact same thing, Annabelle. You're just looking at those kinds of things, and we got room in Tennessee, Annabelle. If you're if you're interested, yeah. But I, I really I wouldn't wait until I retire to be happy uh, or to love the place it's I good live. Good life advice. This is the Ramsey Show. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. On the debt-free stage is Alexis. Welcome, Alexis. How are you? I'm good. Cool. So what's your shirt say? We could, we're trying to read it from in here and couldn't see it. It says melanated, educated, and debt-free. Melanated. Yes, the hue of my skin. Oh, <laughs> wow. I like it. Melanated, educated, and debt-free. Good. I'm in. Good for you. Well done. How much did you pay off? I paid uh, $43,000 in 22 months. Good for you. Where do you live? I live in Dallas. Cool. And uh, what's your range of income during that 22 months? Started at 51.5, got up to 79 with all of the jobs, back at about 74. I'm still working like two and a half jobs right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look at you. You get it. So what was your best side hustle? The one that made the most money? 
Uh, probably the Uber Eats and the DoorDash. Under that was tutoring, so I did tutor. Oh, um, fun. What are you tutoring? I tutor uh, English language arts. I was a special education teacher for mm-hmm. about five years, still mm-hmm. working education, and was a great way to put my skills to use. Cool, cool. What do you do now? What's your main job? Um, I'm a student disability services director uh, at a university in Texas. Cool. What's your university? Texas A&M Commerce. Go Lions. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Good for you. Good stuff. Fun, fun, fun. So what kind of debt was the 43000 Medical debt. I had a car loan. I had student loans. I had loans for loans. Basically, every loan. <laughs> Your loans cards. had loans. My loans had a loan. <laughs> a bed. I had a it, bed. Yes, anything you that you could on finance. A, bed? a cell phone. Oh, everything. You were just normal. <laughs> yes, I was. Normal sucks. So, uh, how old are you? I am thirty-one. Okay, and so you woke up twenty-two months ago in your twenties, mm-hmm. twenty-nine years old. And you said, this didn't work. How'd you get connected to the Ramsey way? What happened? Tell me your story. Uh, actually, I had a friend um, who posted a screenshot from the Instagram page. And it was a lady. She was holding a sign. Um, and she was standing um, in the ER. And she had her number on it. And her number was six figures. And I didn't know my number. But I knew that it wasn't six figures. And I thought, man, I can do this. So I went to the page. Um, I followed, liked, started uh, listening to the podcast, bought the book, and I was in from from jump. I, I just, I went in. Wow. So the book being Total Money Makeover. Yes, the Total okay. Money Okay, and then this podcast you plugged into, and that's how you yes, did it. Yes, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. You never know about an Instagram post. I know. <laughs> so you, by number, you mean you saw the amount of debt she had paid off. Yes, and she you paid went, off I don't even know how much debt I'm in. <laughs> I got to look into this. And then you got sickened after you saw the number? Is that what happened? Yes. Well, I had, you know, instances where I had more month than money. Um, I was a teacher, so I'm a type A person. I like organization, things to be in its place, but I wasn't like that with my money. Like, my money was a mess, and I felt like I was working too hard, but I didn't have anything to show for it. I grew up on payday loans, housing insecurity, so I really never saw these things. So I had already been getting tired. I tried to budget with an Excel spreadsheet. I suck at Excel. So, um, you know, I learned about the app, which was so easy for me every to dollar? use. Yes, awesome. every dollar. And I, I was just ready. I just went in. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. You killed it. How, do you, how does it feel? It feels good. Like, just to even come out here and to have the money to do all of this, like, that would have not happened 22 months ago. It probably would have been on a credit card. So just to be able to do the things that I want to do, I mean, it feels great. Yeah. You got to feel, like, accomplished. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you you beat some of your demons down, right? Yeah, I feel like I can't be stopped. Like, you can't tell me anything. (laughs) Amen. I like it. Preach it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So did you grow up in a household that was financial? You said said housing insecurity. So there's financial issues there when you were growing up. Yes, I had a single mother, um, I and, and it was two of us, and, you know, she had a hard time just keeping things in place. Not that sure. she didn't want to, but, no. you know, she didn't have the resources. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But, uh, but so that's kind of ringing in the back of your head, and you're running like your hair's on fire away from that. Yes. That gives you some intensity, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Good for you. So proud of you. Thank Did you have you. cheerleaders? Were family proud of you for doing this? I mean, you, you changed everything. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, friends and coworkers. This was kind of like a lonely journey. I stopped telling people just at one point because you do get the crazy looks. Uh, but I did have like my mom, my friends, um, different uh, coworkers, uh, my church friends who definitely just encouraged me, prayed for me throughout the way. Took me out to lunch. 
um, you know, did the things that I couldn't do for myself. Yeah. Mm. So next time the crazy look people are around, just make sure you wear that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and they're going to be like, wait, you did what now? How'd you do that? I, I said, what? I'm listening. Debt free. Debt free. Yes. I like it. I like it. I like it. Good for you. All right. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Uh, the budget. So the cash envelopes I still have. That's like my second Bible. Um, the budget is key. And changing your mindset. So I really had to change my mindset that, you know, I, I can make more money. You know, more money um, is out there, but I have to go and get it. I remember my church praying to be praying to be debt free, but I didn't see that for myself. Or I thought that if it happened, that God would just give it to me and know like you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. So that would be my two. Yeah, t- turns out if you want corn you got to plant some exactly yeah. good for you well done mm. well done well done whoop, 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 whoop. well done I'm so proud of you Thanks. good work <laughs> very very good work completely changed everything star, in 31 year old right there reminds me of the, the quote from you dave pray like it all depends on god work like it all depends on you and yeah. you did a good bit of both there and uh, there's an interesting relationship between the two yeah. it's awesome very very good all right, Alexis, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. And uh, how, how ordinary people build extraordinary wealth, how you can too. Uh, Financial Peace University, sounds like you haven't done that yet. So maybe you need to do that. We've got a one-year membership. And George and Rachel, Dr. John Deloney are also featured on the videos with me this time. They just came out new ones and uh, the best we've ever done. Total Money Makeover, you can give that to one of those people giving you the side eye. <laughs> and uh, maybe they'll help you get going like it helped you get going back then. So we'll give you an extra copy of it to give away. So great, great job. Well done, kiddo. All right, Alexis from Dallas, Texas, $43,000 paid off in 22 months, making 51 to 79 to 74. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Thank you, Jesus. Three, two, one. I debt-free. Change your family tree. Change your history to where never again, never again, Mm. never again. That's powerful. You know, when you look back on your childhood or you look back on that hard time, I mean, like when Sharon and I were going through bankruptcy, American Express calls my house, asks my wife why she would stay with a man, wouldn't pay his bills. I said, that's the last time anybody in this branch of the Ramsey family is going to have to endure this. Not only are we going to get out of debt, not only are we going to build wealth, we're going to teach the next generation. It's the last time. The chains are broken. We're never going back. And that's what she's looking at in her rearview mirror. And her, mom's worked her, her mom worked her tail off, did everything she could as a single mom, but still felt all the stress and the, and the struggle that a lot of single moms face. And uh, then Alexis has got that in her rearview mirror going, I'm, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm gunning, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to repeat. Mm. We're going to be in a different place. Uh, what a neat lady. She's powerful. powerful. Yeah, powerful lady. Very well done. Very, very well done. Uh, by the way, George, these people that uh, say the millennial generation is useless and can't do anything, uh, we see the most powerful millennials anywhere on these stages. I see you and raise you one Alexis right there. There you go. Boom. That's it. Yeah. So we've got, um, you know, we've got the, uh, the, the young uh, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 couples, sometimes, sometimes singles uh, in here. And they're the smartest and the hardest working, the most passionate. And so, uh, you know, you cannot lump an entire generation under some stereotype. It just doesn't work. There's deadbeats in the boomers and there's deadbeats in the millennials. And there's snowflakes in every one of those generations. 
people that think they're special and just are good for melting. Uh, and then there's the ones that get up and get after it. They're the ones that do stuff like her. That's the ones that make it to the debt-free stage right here, and we celebrate those people. Well, and they make it to so much more. I mean, uh, that the, listen to what she's doing with her life. It's just amazing. Beautiful, beautiful life. Transformation. Very, very cool. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Matthew 6, 1, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, said the media shows the tiniest, tiniest percentage of what people do. There are millions and millions and millions of people doing wonderful things all over the world, and they're generally not the ones being touted in the news. That would be true. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much guarantees you're not going to be in the news. <laughs> not exciting enough. You got to stir up something. You got to stir up a ruckus to get in the news. Dominic is with us. Dominic is in Denver. Hi, Dominic. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? Uh, Dave, my question um, for you today is um, <clears throat> I'm trying my darndest to become a big step millionaire. And um just wondering if... Uh, I've been was saving 15% of my income towards retirement. Um, I had stopped that for a while, but um, been actively doing that for about two years now. And um, the way I've set up my budget, I've been able to actually increase that to 21%. And I'm wanting to know if that's gonna if that's gonna do the job. How old are you? Forty. Okay. What do you make? Uh, currently making 72 a year net. Um, that will be going up though. And I'm planning hopefully to retire by the age of 55. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saving about 15,000 a year. Um, yes, and you, but you crank that up. Do you have a home? I'm on baby step seven, sir. Oh, good. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I would max out all your retirement then. Good okay. for you. What's the yeah. house worth? I couldn't, um, between six and six twenty-five. Okay. Well, if you save, um, excellent. If you save twenty thousand um, bucks, thirty thousand bucks a year, um, in ten years, that's three hundred thousand. That'll be over a million alone. So, I mean, okay. have you have you run the calculations out on this? Invested in I, good mutual funds, what it's going to turn into? Um, yes, I, I work well. Yes, um, I have. Uh, Paired with one of your smart investor pros, um, I have started a Roth through them, um, which I can only contribute uh, six thousand to towards uh, um, per year. Correct. Um, I also have an individual account that I have set up with them as well, 
um, and through my employer because uh, I worked for a municipality um, as a first responder, I can save up to, I believe, 20 grand through my Roth IRA through the city. Yeah, your Roth 401k. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So right. um, I'm not maxing out through the city um, retirement, but I, I am. I that's the only where that's the only where I can increase more yeah. or less my my contra- contribution. Well, if you put twenty in a four hundred one k Roth, and you put eight or, or six in a four hundred one in a Roth IRA, and then you right. have some side accounts with your Smartvestor Pro that you're investing, you're investing thirty thousand bucks a year. You're going to have substantial money. Have you have you projected? You know what that's going to turn into twenty five hundred bucks a month. How quick that turns into a million dollars? It's pretty dead gun quick. Okay. I'm sorry. I just I'm a little. I guess um, ever since you know my dad died um, a while back, and I was more or less um, put in a in a very comfortable place, and um, I think that's when I got more uh, gazelle intense. And, um, you know, I have, uh, really tried to bear down the hatch and bust my butt to, uh, make sure that some generational wealth is left there for my daughter. Um, you know, when the good Lord decides to take me, so. Amen. I'm sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Uh, cancer, sir. How long ago? 2014. Mm-hmm. So. Did you serve in the military? Six. Uh, no, sir. Uh, uh. 21 years right now, as of now in the fire service. Okay. All right. Good for you. Well done. Okay. Well, you're, um, you're on track. I think if you sit with your smart Vester pro and you run some projections out, I mean, if the market averages 10%, 12%, which it has somewhere in there, you're going to, um, you know, at 2,500 bucks a month, you, you know, on top of a $600,000 paid for house on top of what you've already put in, um, you're going to, you know, in, in those tools that we were talking about, you're going to get there. Yeah. And in the uh, Baby Steps Millionaire's book, I mean, he's right on track. He fits the demo perfectly yeah. at his age to be hitting millionaire status. And it's a great milestone. I also want to remind him to enjoy his life and live it and go on a vacation and have fun, and, you know, take your daughter and do all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. In the midst of it. I mean, we're not just saving money. We're not just savings machines. We're just being intentional and planning and thinking it through. But that's going to be it's going to be a lot of money. You're going to have a lot of money. You don't need to worry about it. Ryan is with us. Ryan is in North Dakota, Fargo, to be precise. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here. Um, you know, we've been on the plan for years. We've listened for a long time. And I know most of your positions, but uh, this one I'm truly curious about. So we're talking about moving up in-house during steps four, five, and six. So we're two to three years away from paying off the home. You know, we can see seven down the road a little bit, but it is a starter home. And we have five people and two large dogs, and we're, and we're kind of stomping on each other a little bit. So it's not so much the upgrades, it's the space. And I guess the question is, you know, is it worth pushing step seven further down the road when we're so close to it and getting into the home that we want, you know, versus um, just kind of staying where we're at maybe five to six years down the road, we could pay cash for something we like. So just curious your thoughts there. So you could, if you moved, you could pay it off in five to six years instead of three years. Um, no, we'd be looking, you know, at probably doubling what we want to do 
it's hard. No, no, I'm you know, sorry. You said you could pay home. off your current home in three years, and you said yep, if you bought, and you said if you, you and you off. said if you paid cash for the upgrade, you could do that in five to six years. If you could pay cash for it, you could pay it off. It's the same numbers. It, sure. Yep. But I guess in, inevitably we would be taking on mortgage for longer. No. By doing that. No, you still misunderstood me. Let me try one more time. Okay. If you can sit there for five or six years and pay cash for the upgrade, and during that time, your current residence would be paid off, correct? Yep. And during exactly. that time, you would pay cash. And f- so in five to six years, you would be in the dream house with cash. If you can do that yeah, with correct. cash, you can do that and pay off the exact same amount in a mortgage during that time. It's just going on to okay, a mortgage yep. instead of into a savings account. Sure, sure. Okay, so if it takes you two years to pay off the house where you are, and it takes you six years to pay off the house you move into that you love, then the difference we're discussing is pushing it out four years. Yep, yep, I follow. Okay. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. So how much equity do you have in your current house? Mm, 175. What's what? your household income? Probably pretty close to that same number, actually. And you're talking about moving into what price range? 400-ish, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe 500 max. How old are you? Uh, We're 40, so, um, you know, just curious where we're at in the life cycle there. You you got eight, eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old kids? Yep. Yeah, do it. I would do it. Yeah, the the, the family really wants it, and I'm I'm so stuck. I want step seven so badly. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like I, well, I may be the only the one thing. in the family that wants yeah, Step but 7 that badly. That, that badly, but everybody wants the, they want the same thing. They ultimately want a paid-for house, and they ultimately want the wealth. Um, they're just a, it's just a question of how, we're, how intense we're going to be to get there. That's the only, how hard are we going to, how high are we going to turn up the burner here? So l- let's just say out loud, Ryan, that if you stay and you pay off the house and you save up for the move up, or if you make the move now and you pay it off in five years or six years, in either case, you're still weird. <laughs> Agreed. Right? I mean, you're not normal. I mean, everybody else is going, oh, I'm going to be in debt the rest of my life. You know, yeah, and- we could pay off a 30 year in 27 if we really try hard. <laughs> That's not you, man. You're going to be all yeah. right. You're still, you're still in the weird bucket, dude. You're fine. You're fine. I would do that if I were in your shoes. No, I wouldn't, because I, I don't borrow money. But, uh, but, but if I, you were but, Ryan, but within the guidelines of what we teach here, you're fine. George, good show. James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin, good show. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like The Ken Coleman Show. Are you doing what you were born to do? I'm Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show, where I give you practical advice to help you discover your purpose and then map out a plan to get you there. From accounting to advertising, from plumbing to production, you were created to fill a unique role, and the world needs what you have to offer. Join me on The Ken Coleman Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. 
This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.